Hi, this is Jeff Pitts, pastor of the Collective Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. We hope this message helps you to live on purpose for his purposes. Now here's the message. All right. So, yeah, we did introductions, but let me, let me give you sort of full introduction um, and, and we'll get the text. My name is, is Jeffrey Paul Pitts, so that's going to be important here in a minute, okay? So remember that. That's the whole, whole name, okay? I don't want you to write a check to me yet. That's, don't worry about that. So, uh, but we're going to read our text, and I'm going to tell you why that's important here in a minute. So uh, if you have your Bibles, Genesis 35 we'll be reading from tonight. Um, Genesis 35, the story of Jacob. Starting in verse 9, um, and we'll read 9 through 13, and then verse 21. I'll be reading out of the NET version, so maybe a little bit different than yours. Verse 9, after Jacob returned from Paden Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel, so he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful, increase in number. A nation and a community of nations will, be, will come from you, and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you. And I will give, you this, give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked to him. Verse 21. Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Edar. So when I was about nine years old, my mom is a sweet woman. Please, please don't text her. But she, like, has these jokes she would play on me. Anybody else got a mom like that? And so I told you my full name because when I was about eight, she would call me something differently. So it was just one day, and, and you know how moms go full name, like, when you're in trouble? Like, the whole thing, like, it would be Jeffrey Paul Pitts, and then I'd get the whole, like, what, what I did wrong. And one day she goes, Jeffrey Paul McEwen Pitts. And I said, whoa, whoa, what, what, who's McEwen? And she goes, oh, didn't I tell you? That's your other middle name. And I said, no, you, you never told me. Remember, I'm eight years old. Sarcasm is lost on me at eight, right? And so for a year, I promise you, for a year, she would say, she, whenever I got the whole name, it was Jeffrey Paul McEwen Pitts. I started telling people I had a second middle name. So I'm at school going, hey, guess what, guys? I'm so cool. I have two middle names. Like, and I'm telling people at church, like, hey, guess what? I have two middle names. And finally, it got back to one of my mom's friends, and she went to my mom, and she goes, then why are you telling Jeff he has two middle names? She goes, what are you talking about? Come back, and she goes, Jeff, why are you telling anybody McEwen is your second middle name? And I said, for a year, you've called me that. She goes, I was just kidding. I was eight. But sometimes I think that things we say stick to people. Sometimes I think labels we lay on people and names we give them get kind of sticky and they get stuck on them. And that's what happened with Jacob. So, so if you know the story of Jacob, and we're going to take a really quick high overview of Jacob's life and, and kind of what it's all about. So Jacob is the grandson of Abraham. You know, Father Abraham had many sons. Have you know that song? Look at the, Amos got the arm movements going. Yeah. And so Abraham was sort of the grandfather of of, of Jacob, but he was sort of the beginning point of the history of the Jewish faith. And so, so Abraham is his grandfather. Isaac is his father. Isaac, the son of promise. And then, so Jacob is a twin. Any twins in the house? Okay, good. So Jacob is the younger of two twins. So you never think twins are like older and younger, but apparently there's a thing with that, right? And so Esau comes out first. Esau's his brother, and he was named 
because he was red, and apparently Esau really just means red. His names had significant meanings in the Hebrew times. And Jacob was the second born, and as Jacob was being delivered, he was trying to hold on to the heel of Esau. I don't know if he's trying to pull him back in or be the first out. He just, just something about Jacob was like, hey, I'm trying to go, and you're in my way. And so they gave him the name Jacob. So Jacob in the Hebrew really just means heel. It's a significance of a name. And sometimes names begin to stick, and they have meanings and, and they had a meaning in Israel because names for Hebrew people in the Hebrew tradition, they are like books. They tell a story of a life's mission and spiritual purpose. So the Bible tells us that Jacob was grabbing the heel of Esau. In fact, Genesis 25 says, After this birth of Esau, his brother came out with his hand grasping Esau's heel, so his name was Jacob. We have a, a 17-year-old son named Isaac of all things. Isaac, again, I almost have some pranksters in my family. As I tell this, it seems like everybody's got a, got a situation. So Isaac, when he was about 14, decided he would change his whole persona to Bob. I, I don't know why. Like, he was just sort of, he likes to play pranks that usually go too far. And so we, we are here, and, and so Rachel has some friends that has a little boy named Caden. Caden was four at the time. And so when Caden met Isaac, he knew him as Bob. He's like, this is Bob. Like, that's... And so we come over, and, and so we go to, to Caden's house, and Caden goes, so, so, like, where is everybody? And we're like, oh, so, you know, Kate's here, and Avery's there, and Matthew's at this thing, and Isaac is, is at, at a football game. And he goes, who's Isaac? And we're like, no, no, Isaac, the, oh, you mean Bob? And, and the label had stuck right? So the name that he had created for himself, this persona that Isaac had created, he's Isaac, we call him Isaac, but to somebody else, he created a whole separate identity of Bob that had stuck, and, and the belief of the little four-year-old boy was that his name was, was Bob. And names have significance, and names carry meaning, and names are important and sometimes names that get put on us or we share or things we say stick on somebody else. In fact, it was so significant for Jacob that when he had encounters with his brother, if you read the whole story, he like dupes Esau twice. So Esau comes in hungry, starving, and he, he's just like going to die from hunger. And so Jacob goes, hey, I've got this bowl of soup that I'll trade you for your birthright. And Esau goes, I'm going to die. What good is it for me? And so he trades him soup for his birthright. And then later on in the story, Jacob, again, the younger of the two, so he was not entitled to the full inheritance. The inheritance sort of dresses up like Esau and goes to his father who's dying, and goes to his father Isaac and, and acts like he's Esau and steals his blessing. And at that moment, Esau comes back, and he's he's angered the fact that that Jacob had tricked his father. And he says this about, about him. He says, Esau said, exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tripped me up or grabbed my heel two times. He took away my birthright now, and look, he has taken away my blessing. Sometimes What's meant for good gets stolen for evil. Because when, when Jacob was born, his parents didn't, didn't name him trickster, deceiver, which is what we come to know it as. 
They, they named him Jacob because it meant rear guard or protector. And sometimes people take something that's well-meaning in your life and a name that was well meant for good, and they will spin it, and they will twist it, and they'll change it, and it will stick to you. And the rest of Jacob's days, guess what happened? He was tricking, deceiving. In fact, it, it came back on him. He ends up with two wives. One should be enough. <laughs> but, but he worked seven years to go to, to marry Rachel, and when he wakes up the next morning, he realizes it's his sister Leah. And, and so his father-in-law tricked him, and he's got to work another seven years to marry the woman he really wanted to marry. And so the very thing that got, got redirected, his name Jacob, trickster, deceiver, comes back to him and tricks him. And he begins to live this life of tricking and deceiving because the name shift and the label and the identity his entire story becomes this tension of promise and deception, of God showing up and, and revealing himself at Bethel and tr Jacob tricking somebody and God showing up and, and revealing himself and Jacob getting tricked and this whole tension of his life, of his whole identity is in this tension of promise and deception. And it becomes his identity. We often know the story of, of Jacob wrestling God. We like that story because, like, he holds on for the blessing, right? And, and we like that story so much because Jacob gets something, something changed in him, we see. And it says that the man asks, what is your name? The, the, this is God wrestling Jacob. What is, what is your name? What do you, let me ask you this, what do people call you? And Jacob has to answer. Out loud, verbalize. My name is Jacob. And again, Hebrew names. They're not just names, they're meanings, they're stories, they depict their life. And so as Jacob answers and responds, he says, my name is Deception, Trickster, Heel Grabber. That's who I am. He had to verbalize that to the Lord. He had to say who he was. And what's so interesting is the Lord comes back and he goes, No longer will your name be Jacob, but Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Genesis 32, 27, 28. The, the, the difficulty of verse 29 is this. It says the very next verse, then Jacob. Listen, listen I don't know. If you, have you ever been face-to-face -face with God? Anybody, anybody ever been face-to-face -face with God? If God had said your name is and changed it, guess what my name would be? Whatever God said. Like if I was face-to-face -face and God had touched my hip that where I walked funny the rest of my life, Guess what my name would be? Exactly what God said. That is who I am. You said it, Lord. That's who I'm going to be. Guess what? That was not Jacob's name. He did not go by Israel. Then Jacob, he held on to the identity that Esau had given him. He held on to the, the moniker and the name and the, the meaning and the identity that, that his parents had put on him. In spite of being face-to-face 
with God. I wonder how many times we have come face to face with God and God has spoke over your life and God has said something and God has called you something different and God has redirected you and you got up from that moment and were the exact same person. How often have you been on your knees asking God to change you or change your circumstance or change your situation and you get up from that moment the same person? That the identity he spoke over you, you take up the old one and keep walking that direction. Because he, he wrestles with God and it says, then Jacob, then Jacob. We fast forward on Jacob's life, and his wife Rachel is pregnant with Benjamin, with their, with their final son that he would have, of the 12 sons that he would have. And, and it says this, God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from Paden Aram and blessed him. God said to him, this time he doesn't even ask, Right? This time he doesn't even say, hey, what's your name? He just, he just, he goes, and God said to him, your name, your identity, who you believe about yourself is Jacob, but your name will no longer be called Jacob. Israel is your name. Israel is your name. In the context of the story, something happens. Rachel, his wife, gives birth to their final son and in the process dies. And, and Rachel, in her struggle of delivery, in her last moments, gets to name the child. And, and she names him Ben-Onai, which means son of my struggle. Son of, son of struggle is what Ben-Onai means. And that's, that's what Rachel names him with her last breath on earth. And it says, Jacob, who, who takes up the child, changes his name. He says, you'll be Benjamin, son of my right hand, or son of favor, or son of blessing. See, this is where the, I wish the Bible had more details, like a movie, you know, and you get like the multiple scenes and you see the whole thing and like you see the internal, internal monologue and the thinking of Jacob, because I don't know what happened. Like, I'm, like, I was mad at Moses who wrote this. I was like, Moses, I need more details. Like, Moses, what happened there? What, what was the moment? Was it Rachel dying? Was it the son of, was it Benjamin being born? What was the moment that sort of triggered in Jacob's mind? What was the thing that, that suddenly it was different? Because then it says, then Israel. It's the first time in Scripture that Jacob sees himself as Israel and no longer Jacob. It's the first time in that moment that his identity has shifted from trickster, deceiver, to the royalty God had called him to. I don't know what it is in your moment. I don't know what it is in your life. I don't know what it's going to require for God to say to you, for you to realize that who you've been is not who you have to be. This is Carter, my, my friend Carter. He's going to come up and help me with, with this illustration. Carter's one of our team. 
So, so we all have people in our life, and we all have people say things, and, and maybe the worst person who says things about yourself is yourself, right? Like the worst person who creates an identity is you, because you're often believing what you say about yourself, like, like, like Carter, you're lazy, so you just stick that one on you. Cool. Like, uh, thanks for the help. Okay, just hang on to it, maybe, if they're going to stick. So, so Carter, maybe, maybe, maybe somebody came alongside and said, said, said you're dumb, right? And, and maybe somebody came alongside you in your life, and, and they were mad at you, and, and in the moment they said, I don't know, Carter, maybe you're, maybe you're, just, you're just worthless. And, and you take on that identity, and you take on what somebody says about you, and it becomes the name you call yourself, like the... Like in the sound of music, you're like, do, re, me, me, a name I call myself. That was a much better joke than you guys let on. <laughs> and, and maybe somebody came alongside and they said, guess what, Carter, you're, you're unlovable, right? And maybe, maybe somebody looked at you and said, you know what, Carter? And, and if you know Carter's story, Carter is a survivor of cancer, multiple surgeries, and he had a tough life and things were not good. And maybe somebody looked at you in the middle of that and they said, you know what, Carter, it's just absolutely hopeless, and maybe, maybe somebody came alongside in high school, it was difficult, and, and maybe there was like somebody who just, better not good. Somebody said, you're, you're rejected. Here, that one's not sticker. Or, or maybe they said, you're stupid, or, right? And they, they just label you, and they put identities on you, and, and they, then you adopt this as your name. This, this is, becomes your identity. In the search for yourself, everybody else has laid something on you, and you adopt it. That was Jacob. That was Jacob's life until a moment in time where God says, you will no longer wear that label. Again. In theory, these work a lot better. Let me take these off. But I call you Israel. God removes that identity and puts a new identity in him. Thank you, bud. Thank you. As you, as you can illustrate really well, that last one was really sticky. Like they're on my hand. Identities get really sticky. Labels get really sticky. Things people say about us get really sticky. The way we think about who we are gets really sticky. And it's quickly, it, it sticks on us and we adopt that identity. When God says, you're my child, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're who I say you are. In that moment of Jacob's life, I don't know what happened. It's one of the great mysteries of Scripture. But the second time God shows up, the, the second time he says, your name is no longer, then Israel moved on. Then Israel traveled on.
something about that moment in his life, he said, that's who I am. Something about that situation in his mind, in his heart, finally clicked, and he said, this is who God says I am. I don't know who needs to move on today. I don't know who needs to move on from a sticky label somebody else has put on them. I don't know who needs to move on from a name somebody has called you. I don't even know who needs to move on from an identity you've put on yourself. But God calls you something different. And today's the day to move on. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Now go be the collectives.